everyone, and welcome back to the JoyClicks Gamescast. This is episode 48. Welcome to 2021. This is the first episode of the new year. I'm your host, Christian Buckley, joined by the cozy conductor, Kevin Diaz. Oh, I forgot. I don't have the title anymore. Potentially. Tragic. Tragic. I just realized that. Potentially, because my fault i still have to have that final meeting with the council and see what, where the points it's cool. laid out but it's all good it's all good it's all good no worries um kevin how you doing you're looking great we got a new setup going it's highlighting Absolutely. you very well i think okay i definitely appreciate that what's good uh doing good i had a nice break this is actually my first podcast in 2021 so we're kicking off on joy clicks love to see it Love to see it. Is this your first podcast too of the year? Yeah, because most of the shows, uh, well, I'm recording Excelsior with Jack on Friday uh, mm. to release on Saturday, but the rest right. of the shows are coming out next week. We're starting them up again. Um, for those that don't know, by the time this is out, there's a, a, probably a thread with all the new shows and returning shows. Uh, Kevin and I are going to be on another show this year. We're doing the Long Play Club. It's a book club for games. Original idea, I know. But we are focusing <laughs> on the Metal Gear Solid series. Kevin's first time playing them. Uh, first episode should be going up in about a week and a half for, as of the release of this episode. So if you want to play Metal Gear Solid, follow along. Kevin's going to be seeing it for the first time. I'm excited. Very, very excited. Very excited. Um, I'll also be recording all of it mm -hmm. and putting it up, all of it, on PlayStation Source um, in a public playlist. But there'll be unlisted videos, but public playlist, so you can watch them all through that playlist. Mm -hmm. uh should be fun very excited for that um but uh how was your break bro was it good was it all right it was good it felt like it didn't happen because if i'm being honest like christmas came and went like a like a, a passing fart you know like i don't very know true. very very true. there was no build up to it it just kind of was like oh it's here now it's gone um same goes for new year's but uh i didn't really do anything you know as being a responsible adult yeah um <laughs> yeah yeah same thing for me christmas was a breeze uh a lot smaller of a christmas than previous years of course mm -hmm. um but uh for new year's my little sister had a small wedding type Ooh, deal okay it was like i think at max i think like 20 people mm -hmm. at max it was a very 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 small thing um i was hoping set that up and everything so i got home on new e new year's eve like eleven fifty. Oh, so wow. i just I just slept into the 2021, so so <laughs> we out here. And then uh, I went to the wedding after on New Year's Day. But nice. other than that, very, very cool. It went by very, very fast. Y definitely. You know what I did do, though, in some of my free time oh. over the break? Oh, snap. Oh, snap. I did play some games, and we're going to get to that in a second. But I also I have accrued a following on Star Wars TikTok. I am not aware of this. So TikTok is very, very interesting. I think you would be big on gaming TikTok. I really do. I think I talked about this with Owen on a stream once. I was like, man, Kevin, this potential there. Kevin should really like try to target gaming TikTok. Really? Yeah, dude. You got that energy. Is there I think a, you can do it. Is, is there a gaming set? I mean, I guess that that's a super naive question. I just, I've, I, I, I've never downloaded TikTok. Mm -hmm. I've never made an account on TikTok. You know, I'm of course aware of TikTok. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen TikToks like on Twitter and all that, but I've just never actually made one. Should I? Should I cover new ground? Christian? I think I think you should. I really do. Like IGN has a page; they don't really do much on it. There's a big there's a big market there, 
and Star Wars TikTok, very saturated. And listen, I don't have a huge following, mm. but I'm at like 1,500 followers. That's the most followers I have on any account. That's not the Joy Clicks YouTube account. I could be the head of like PlayStation TikTok. If yeah. There's one, you know? There's potential. Carve, out, carve it out. Interesting. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Because I've been flirting with the idea of bringing back uh, Instagram, you know? And mm. I feel like, you know, making similar, like, they're. I would imagine similar content types on sure. like an Instagram story versus like a TikTok. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know. I think, yeah. It's anyway, it's very interesting, but uh, is there more housekeeping? Oh, I have a new ad on everything. And Kevin's Twitter uh, is a PS source of it's now. So if you want to follow us on things, those are the, the dedicated channels. Now I think that's everything that changed. I did see that. I, I I'm gonna miss Chris and Buckley. I feel like it rolled off the tongue well, but Chuntu D2 also damn that sounds fire. I'm just saying it right now. See? I changed it on everything. It even even PS4, PSN. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. I saw first on PS4 or PlayStation Network, whatever. Yeah. I saw I was like, oh man, hold up. And then I went to all your stuff. I was like, oh okay, he 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 are you gonna change are you are you gonna change the uh Discord? Maybe. I don't know. Can you? Can you even do that? I think I can. But I think that is all the housekeeping. So why don't we talk about the gaming side of our breaks? Um, I well, we also crowned a goatee Final Fantasy VII remake. We haven't talked about a games cast since then, so there was that. But for goaties, there was a game I really wanted to play that I didn't have time to because I want I finished Ghost of Tsushima. Crash Four has taken up a fair amount of my break, and yes. I. Yes love it it's a great game and it is i love it so much that in my personal top 10 it ended up hitting number five you love to see it you love to see it i feel like it's gonna go down as like the sleeper of 2020 sure even though it's like i think in the realm where like i don't think people realize it's a sleeper okay it's at like that level where like i think it needs to build up to like at least a sleeper hit you know because i think i think crash world was great so i'm really happy that you also enjoyed it too yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of it. Um, I spent a lot of the first, like, half of the game not moving on until I got all the gems in every level. Mm -hmm. Like, no three deaths or less, no box, or all boxes, everything, up until the point where they add the inverted stage, so they give you, like, the two sets of gems. After that, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep playing the game. The, um, the platinum for Crash 4 is ridiculous. I have the Platinums in the other three. I'm not going to go for this one. So at this point, it's like, you know what? I'm just going to play the game until I'm happy. And then I'm done. I hear that. I hear that. So. I hear that. But. I still feel like you'll go back and get the Platinum. I won't, man. I won't. I promise you I won't. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. In the original trilogy, the Platinums are very tough, but I think they're fair. Because the hardest thing for all three of those games was the speed runs and the speed runs they give you three times like uh a sapphire ranking a gold ranking a platinum ranking for the uh how fast you get through a level the highest they ever said was like hey gold or higher for all the levels that'll get you the trophy for the speed runs and then you can just get everything else then you have the platinum trophy for crash 4 you need to get platinum for all your speed runs so you need to have the best time on every level. And some of these levels are long. Very long. And if you die, you go back to the start on a speed run. There's no checkpoints. I'm not going to do that. 
damn damn that's tough man now wait so have you beaten the have you gone to the second to last level of like the full game i'm on the snacks dimension okay okay all right i want to hear your thoughts mm-hmm. on the second to last level of that game oh i'm sure because it is ridiculous oh, I bet. it is it is it is legitimately just absurd mm-hmm. you know but yeah i think i think this is a claim you made it's probably the best crash game i don't know if it has my heart more than crash 2 does but it's probably the best crash game um i really like the story a lot i really like the gang like the cast of characters we got built up and more than anything really makes me want activision to make a crash bandicoot rpg oh mm. did not i did not see that yeah. but okay all right you know you get you get the gang you get like tana okay. you get crunch in there get a whole party okay. going i feel like there's potential okay okay i'm not against it yeah i'm definitely not against it you know mm-hmm. interesting and interesting speaking of rpgs i know you played a little more persona 4 how's that going i did so uh i was going to get the mario 35th anniversary collection for switch you know because i famously played odyssey throughout christmas break very very fun time mm-hmm. um and i was gonna try and like recapture that but then you know i was i was looking at my vita and i'm like you know persona 4 golden is still there chilling and i haven't beaten the first um i guess dungeon if you will like like the 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 first person you save in persona 4 um you yukiko i think mm-hmm. pretty sure it was yukiko yeah uh so i was like you know what let me just do that and it was this playstation i had this playstation i had where i think i now fundamentally understand persona on like a game standpoint like i i played persona 4 i think for like five hours back in the summer and um that was definitely like the intro to the game where i got a lot of the like story laid out and um how social links work and all that good stuff um and then i played a little bit of the uh actual dungeon but not a ton of it this time i played a lot of the dungeon i you know now have an understanding of like okay you gotta you know save so-and-so person within this span of time or else like you know the game will throw you back a week before or i think it'll or like I think I'll let you start over the full game, which I don't know why you would do that. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess you, yeah, you do that too. And um, it's fun, man. It's good. It's like no, it's 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 really really good. I think I don't know if I'm gonna see it through because now it's like Christian. Like hold on, like you know, I think you have said this as well. Like Persona Five Royal mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is a thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like, hey, if I'm you know I did my toes in Persona Four, liked it, you know, but if, if it's like undeniable that persona 5 is a better persona game mm-hmm. for sure well it you depends on the person i don't know because okay. listen i've only played persona 5 it's in my top 10 um gotcha. persona 5 royal a friend of the show omar uh he loves persona 4 golden it's one mm-hmm. of his favorite games of all time persona 4 golden is in his i think it's a second favorite game i don't want to like say anything but i think it's like number two in his gg list mm-hmm he told me he was disappointed in persona 5 but persona 5 royal made him love the game so this is where i'm at as someone who again persona 5 is like 
number eight because I updated my top ten as well. I replayed some stuff and I was like, eh, maybe things aren't way, the way I thought. Um, yeah. Five Royal, I'm expecting when I eventually play it to be life changing. If he thought it was a huge step up, and I already love right. Five, like Five Royal, I think if you're planning on playing Persona Five, is probably the way to go at this point. Yeah, because on the PlayStation Plus collection for a PS5, they only throw in Persona Five. Right. Um, I thought they would upgrade it like how they did with they do with Five Fantasy Fifteen. They upgraded that version from when they first announced it to release of the PS5. Mm-hmm. I forgot what that. It's, uh, it's the Royal yeah. Edition. You're joking. It's the same name. Well, I think Persona Five <laughs> Royal is like Royal with an E, I think, and then the Fifteen no, one. it is. Is Royal like royalty? No, you're e. right. You're right. Because Noctis is a prince. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Um. Uh. So, but I feel like I mean I don't know. I I really like per. I really like Persona Four Golden. Mm-hmm. Right. I like that it, it, it's on my Vita. Gives me excuse to use my Vita. I love my Vita. You know what I'm saying? So um, I love like that. I think the cast of characters are really cool as well. Um like there i just i just didn't think it would like i didn't expect it because there's a lot going on in the game that you kind of got like manage and tend to Mm -hmm. so like it's gonna be like it's gonna be well it's gonna be one of those things i feel like where i play throughout the year but I'm really on it for like a month or so, and then I'm off it. Sure, and I'm back on the way because I don't think I could like pick it up, uh, like a week by week basis, right? If if that makes sense, because like I feel like you you need to like dedicate a block of you know time because when it stops raining, it's over. Like you can't you can't save this person. Sure, you know? yeah. I so yeah, it's a lot about that too. So. I think Persona Five. From my time, it took me a full year almost to like just get through it all because I was like, I put it down for a bit, I'd come back to it, I'd play a chunk, and I think it's broken up that like well enough where the dungeons yeah. they feel like episodic arcs almost. So like you finish a dungeon and then you can just chill and then you can pick it up, do some of the social link stuff until you get close to the new dungeon, and then it's like okay, by the time I get to the new dungeon, that's when I want to be in again, you know. So yeah, I, yeah, definitely. definitely. I, I think it's worth considering. Um, I'm. I want to play five royal pretty soon um it's pretty cheap i've seen it going on sale for like 20 bucks a lot so um another thing that has goes on sale a lot that i bought a while ago and i have not touched until december 30th well that's a lie because i touched a couple times but i'm actually in it now i'm playing through it now yakuza zero ah okay 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 tell me about this okay so i got yakuza zero well here's the thing a while ago like a long while ago i got a code for yakuza kiwami early and that was the remake of one and i played it i was like i really really like this but zero came out a few months ago and i feel like i should just play zero first because it's a prequel and everybody of the growing yakuza fandom over the last few years say like start with zero zero is the one to start with so rather than like committing to one then going back for zero i was like i'll get to zero eventually then i'll play one and i bought zero on sale and i have not touched it at all for a while i tried starting it a couple times but i made the mistake of starting it late at night it's a very cutscene intro to the game um it's a little slow but like in a good way so 
it never grabbed me because I was always very tired already. And it's in Japanese, so it's a lot of reading. But I finally decided to give it a go. There's not much on my plate for the next couple months. I might play through the entire Yakuza series in the next couple months because, man, I get it. I knew I was going to love these games. I think we did a conversation on Cross Circle where it's like your favorite games you haven't played or something like that. Yes. Yakuza yeah. was my pick. And let me tell you, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, I see. I see. How many hours are you in, do you think? Um, Eight to ten, I think, of zero. Yeah. So I'm still, like, early-ish because uh, I'm... In chapter two, I'm really taking my time because what I love about Yakuza so far is that it's centralized in this like city called Kamurocho, and that city is the same city that's in all of the games. And this game takes place in the 80s, and Kiwami, I think, takes place in the early 2000s. So, this is like an 80s version of the city, and then when I get to Kiwami, it's going to be like a more modern version of it, but. What is interesting and what my friends who love Yakuza have told me is that it's the same city, it's organized the same way, but like if you're committed to the series, you'll see how it changes in different ways, which I appreciate. Interesting. Interesting. Um, as far as like gameplay goes, uh, it's basically a brawler. You got a bunch of different stances you can do. Uh, you got like a fast rapid punch stance, you got a brawler stance so you can use the environment. Uh, it's very fun. The combat is engaging. Um, but what I'm really interested so far in is the story because it's the Yakuza is the Japanese mob. Um, this main character, Kiryu, is framed for murdering someone. And in the Yakuza, it's very like frowned upon to use guns because guns are pretty like almost not a thing in Japan, unlike the US. And he's like, he goes to the Yakuza boss and he's like, hey, like kick me out because I got to do some stuff that you want to prove of to clear my name. And that's where the story's going so far. Shit. It's re okay. I really like it. And it's All it's right. it's great cuz it balances like a super serious tone one minute and then the next minute it is ridiculous. Like there's this drunk old man that's like a pro wrestler and he's like I want to recruit you. There's this band of like dorks that blew up with like edgy punky 80s rebellion and they're like we don't know how to be rebels you're a yakuza guy tell us how to be mean <laughs> like <laughs> it strikes this balance so incredibly well and i'm i just love the world so far i really love just my time spending in that in that city it's great good to hear so love to hear it mm -hmm. love to hear it interesting okay i know there's another world you've been invested in yes specifically uh 800 1912 i don't know not 1912 uh like 1120 europe right when does it take place eight i think it's in the 800s 800 okay i'm pretty sure it's the eight 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 hundreds yeah okay pretty sure it's 800s so pretty sure i was just gonna call it yakuza valhalla assassin's creed valhalla <laughs> assassin's creed valhalla last night as of this recording I did essentially finish the game. Okay. In terms of like the main plot. And I got a resolution. Um, there are some stuff that I need to do. Like I still need to, uh, it's like really annoying what I got. It's not that annoying. You know what? No, it is annoying. The game. So, so in Valhalla, right? There's these uh, raids that I'm sure 
if you've seen in like gameplay or uh, uh, different info dumps about the game, you you've you've probably know about these raids, but there are these like very like you know viking esque raids that you raid the town you get the supplies for your camp to boost up the level of that camp that you have called uh ravensthorpe um and you get access to like different vendors and stuff like that just just a way to level up your own settlement right so the game gives you enough raids to take your level sediment so the max level for ravensthorpe is like six right so it gives you enough raids to get enough supplies from those raids alone to bring it up to like five and like I swear like point ninety, like like five point nine level. Damn. And then the other ten, you gotta go around and like just go to random towns and hope that there's chests that have that have uh, the loot in there that you need to upgrade it. So I'm at that point. I think I have like three or four hundred supplies. I need twelve hundred. So that's like a little bit annoying, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, but overall, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, let me break it down, right? I think – so for those that don't know, I'm, I am I definitely started liking Assassin's Creed and really gave it its fair college chance, uh, you know, origins and on. So I'm more used to the open-world RPG-esque Assassin's Creed. I'm not super familiar with with the old style of it being more, I guess, what, like a, a smaller open world, more oriented on stealth yeah. type of Assassin's Creed. Stealth, yeah. platforming, collecting things. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Nowhere near as much, like, resource. There's no resources, really. It's, like, there's collectibles and there's money. That's really it. Right, <laughs> like, right, right, yeah. Uh, so my favorite out of the three, and I like them all. Mm-hmm. Origins, Odyssey, Valhalla. I like them all, right? Um, the Origins team made Valhalla. Origins still has my favorite assassin so far. Um, I think Eivor is right under there. I think, I'm sure Cassandra yeah. is probably maybe the top. Yeah. I think that's probably like the popular answer. Cassandra's definitely the a top. Yeah, yeah. It just I just unfortunately didn't get to play as Cassandra, or yeah. not didn't get to. Be, I just chose not to, like an idiot. Yeah. Just to have the conversation of having two different ones, but I digress. Whatever. Um, so I think Origins best assassin for me. Valhalla, I think overall my favorite world to explore. I'm just more into like the Greek world and everything, so I liked that a little bit more. I think Valhalla is the best. I love the three though. All right. Honestly, like I think, like from like a gameplay standpoint, uh, I think it's really, really good. I think it's a lot better than Odyssey. Where like I feel like to a certain degree, once you get to a certain like level, honestly, you feel like you legitimately can't die in Odyssey. You know, mm-hmm. which is not really inherently a bad thing, but it just m- could make it a little bit mundane. Valhalla, it's like yo, you are parrying, you're blocking you're doing different heavy attacks with your shield and maybe a light attack with your axe right after it like there's there's a really really cool feeling to the valhalla combat that isn't the most in-depth combat i'm not saying it's like a bloodborne or like even like a god of war uh you know type of combat system not like to that depth or whatever but it's it's just deep enough that makes it still intriguing even when you are you know super high level as opposed to you know a grunt that you're you're gonna kill very easily but there's there's still a little bit of challenge there that i at least appreciate um 
I think that the way they set up the overall main plot and the story, I think, is a lot more cohesive and I think a lot more interesting, I feel like, as opposed to Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they did a way better job at telling a narrative there. Um, and, like, the way that final arc ends is really cool. It's, like, it's... I'm not going to spoil it because, like, I don't know if you're going to play it, but, like, think, I'm like... and Yeah, like, okay, you're not... Okay, no. well... Long, long, story, long story short, you know, throughout the whole uh, main story, you're going around England and you're making alliances uh, in different regions by helping out the king or, you know, solving a problem in a different region and doing that whole quest line. And then eventually you, you know, have a alliance with that different settlement, right? At the end of the game, it all culminates, right so you get all the homies that you helped out throughout the past 70 hours or whatever and you take on king alfred mm-hmm. and it's like pretty cool you know so like right. that's pretty cool and oh i want to say something that oh, it's still I a newer think... game it's still a newer game oh wait do you mean like a spoiler or like like an opinion it's a spoiler that i think could possibly make you want to play it more okay but I don't know if you will because honestly, it's like a thirty-minute thing. It, no, <laughs> out of the entire seventy-hour. Kevin, you know, I so. I still haven't played the new Kingdom Hearts game that has like an hour worth of new lore in it. I hear you. I'm not going to play you. an Assassin's Creed game that I'm not that interested in. So 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 this game is the is the closest game to the original Assassin's Creeds. Sure. Right? See that had me interested yeah. a little bit. Dude, there's some cool shit. But listen, there's if it's cool an Altair collection, I really don't care much. I never liked Altair. Okay, so Desmond gets gets name dropped in a very, very cool way. Okay. Right, number one. Desmond's a cool way that gets name dropped. Um, What they... I think I told you this offline after a podcast, but do you remember that the assassin figure? character I showed you? That looked Bassin? like SEO? Yeah. Yeah, him? Yeah. His arc is so incredibly like what the fuck okay like it's like like i okay i'm gonna say it it's gonna sound crazy i don't want to explain how this happened sure i'm gonna i'm gonna just say it he's in the modern day now (laughs) okay well yeah no like because honestly did that too in the Atlantis DLC, there's a reveal that no, you're right. Okay, like Cassandra is in modern day, or like for for mine, yeah, mine was Alexia. For Alexis, yeah, yeah. yeah, but like they don't survive that. I don't know. Man. Wait, am I tripping? I don't remember. I don't. But really. I do remember what you're talking about. So, Bassem is now in the modern day, and the last thing I'll say is um is there's a there's a side arc, um that you go to Vinland in the game. Uh, I did not realize that Vinland was America. Oh, you know, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, did not, I, I did not realize that. Um, so you go and uh, there's like a little arc there. The main arc there is that I think they found the Apple of Eden. Okay. I think, and so Avor's like, "Hey, you, you, you know what? There's a reason why this was here." You know, I don't see that purpose yet, but I'm sure there will be a reason for this staying here in mm-hmm. this land. And he and and she leaves it with the people. Okay. In in Villand and, and leaves. I thought that was pretty cool as well. I'm not it was a it was a glowing orb that I think is the Apple of Eden. It's probably it probably is. 
but yeah I, the yeah, last time but... i i fell off her but the last time they talked about that was three and then that uh, yeah i doubt that goes anywhere <laughs> but um, oh man i feel you but overall i really did enjoy valhalla mm-hmm. i really did enjoy it um now does it have to i mean does it have to be a nearly 80 hour game i'm not sure could all of that been accomplished in let's say like 30 hours do we have to have every single territory that i went through i wouldn't you know because not every territory had the most like enticing storyline yeah. right there were some that were way better than others mm-hmm. and others that i'm like this was kind of like pointless and like not really you know that great yeah um could it have been a you know could we have had a valhalla that that doubled down on them saying that it was going to be short in the odyssey i don't know what they were talking about yeah, um, I, that's, that's it, yeah, it feels just as big as Aussie. Aussie has like a bigger world for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll definitely give them that. Aussie is like way more, but Valhalla is still substantial. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, could there have been a future where they tightened it and didn't have to make it that big? Yeah, totally. I can see that. But overall, I enjoy Valhalla. It was exactly what I was looking for, um, you know, in the early PS5 days of like a super long RPG. And um, yeah, I I enjoyed it. Still have fun with it, you know for sure. I think if you didn't like Odyssey, if you didn't like Origins, I wouldn't even bother with Valhalla yet. Mm-hmm. Just just don't like. If you didn't like those, I don't think you'll like this. But if you did, I think you'll really like Valhalla for sure. Nice. Um, two other things I wanted to shout out real quick. Um, based on mainly writing, um, I played Sam and Max at the Road yesterday on uh, or past few days on stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the old LucasArts adventure games. Um, that was a blast. Really enjoyed that. First game I beat this year. Uh, written, again, very, very well. It's, um, you know how, like, adventure games can be, like, really hard at times? Yeah. It, it wasn't super bad. I got through it in, I think, like, seven hours total. But uh, that was really good. I was surprised at how funny it was. Um, I'm going to play the rest of them this year, I think. Because the... Uh, there was only one Sam and Max game, and then Telltale took it up, and then they made a, like a trilogy of Sam and Max games. Um, mm. The first of which was just remastered like last month, so um, that is available on everything now. So I'm gonna pick that up soon, I think, and play that. No more heroes as well. Last year when we did our first episode, I was like, "Hey, I tried this thing out, Travis Strikes Again." No more heroes. Apparently, it's the worst. No more heroes, but I loved it. Um, I am working on no more heroes one at the moment and i really like that game i wish i played it in the wii era because i similar to yakuza i know i would have loved it if i played it at the time of release um writing is very very good um similar to travis strikes again because suda 51 is the man who wrote the games and the writing was my highlight in travis strikes again this time though the writing is still excellent and very funny, but the gameplay I think is more engaging than Travis Strikes Again is, where Travis Strikes Again is the top down, you're just holding the button and then you're slashing left and right constantly. And there's a couple upgrades you can get for like power-ups. No More Heroes is much more engaging with its combat. You can play it Joy-Con motion control because it was a Wii title initially, or with a controller. And depending on the enemies you're fighting and their stance you have to attack either high attack or low attack motion control you got to be pointing up or down and then you can like uh press a button if you get their health low enough this is the best part 
uh, you can get a finisher on them where, again, motion, there's a big arrow on the screen. You have to, like, swipe the motion either up, left, down, right, or if you're using the controller with a stick. And then Travis will do a WWE finisher on them. And it is excellent. Like, there's so many things in this game that I it just, like, feels like it's written for me where I really, really like it. Like, um... Obviously, the the wrestling stuff I think is super fun. As somebody who like used to like watching that, um, yeah, like getting a finisher on a dude that's just a suplex feels great. Um, and the main concept is there's a ranking of assassins, and you want to be the best for some reason. Like there was some girl that you met at a bar, and she's like, "Hey, you should do this thing." And he's like, "All right, I'll do this thing." And um, it's like entering this competition. To become the number one ranked assassin involves killing the 10 above you and as soon as you're in the top 10 anybody can come up and challenge you that's mm. the setup of the story and i've only fought three assassins so far they're all very uh distinct but i want to highlight one of them voiced by richard mcgonagall victor sullivan he's this like southern gentleman type guy like long hair big mustache um cowboy hat and he's in a baseball stadium in this town where all these assassins are and you go there it's an empty stadium and he's just like singing opera and you go there to kill him travis just like shows up after fighting through this entire baseball stadium worth of thugs he's just hanging out he's like watching this dude sing they have a conversation and he's like i i I, re I rekindled my relationship with my daughter and my ex-wife over dinner last night. It was a wonderful, beautiful thing. Now you're here to kill me. Okay, let's go. <laughs> After singing for like three minutes, and it's it sounds like Sully, and then he's just standing on the pitcher's mound with dual pistols, shooting you as you're running around this baseball stadium with like a lightsaber trying to kill this guy. And then you cut his head off. And Bloody. yeah, it's really, really good. <laughs> so I, I, I love it. It's very ridiculous in a wholesome, heartfelt way. So... Uh, that was my break. <laughs> that was my winter break. I got one more Let's that I know we can both talk about. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. The first Ratchet game, I liked it a lot. All right. Overall, very, very positive on it. Second one, I don't know, man. I didn't love it. I don't know what happened. I think, like, I feel that that game has like almost unfair difficulty spikes that maybe it's like that, you know, I'm kind of just plowing through it to a, to a certain degree. And I'm not like really looking into, you know, upgrading my weapons and stuff like that. Uh, and they started auto upgrading in the second game and everything. Right. Um, but I just felt that going commando just had a weird feeling to it that I think I hear from other people that it's, it's the favorite out of the trilogy. No. from like a popular opinion no, i don't know no, no. but for some people uh but you've always told me that up your arsenal the third one is the one yeah and it is definitely the one mm -hmm. it is 100 the one i think that the just the you know the intro to dr nefarious and like his whole thing they have a straight up 2d platformer in the fucking game yeah like are you come on now like bro fire you get a little bit more of captain cork and like you know his personality and all that and he turns out to be a dude that i think might stick around throughout the future games i think from what they're kind of laying out there um that was really cool as well i love the aspect of having the hub world 
be the Phoenix ship mm -hmm. where, you know, before uh, people in chat would be like, oh, go to so-and-so planet fucking in the middle of the desert, you know, bottom right, there's a upgrade terminal uh, for, uh, uh, you know, what's his name? Slim Cognito, right. you know? And it's like, okay, but like, that's like, what are the odds? Like the average, is the average player really going to run into that? You know what I'm right. saying? I don't know. But uh, having it now centralized, you know, in a hub world, I think makes the most sense. I think it's the most streamlined. I think it makes it a lot better so that, you know, upgrades are more prevalent, at least to me, you know? And I think I would probably be the average player, I think. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe well, I'm completely wrong on that. I, I think a lot of the reason I loved RPR Arsenal, one, I think the writing is the best, too, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nefarious yeah. is the best villain in the trilogy. Um, and from i can't remember a lot of the guns but i remember the guns in three being the ones i liked a lot out of the three um they're very very fun to use very fun and i feel like they like fixed the aiming as well in ratchet three like i think that the like it feels the best from what they were trying to i think go for in the first and second game mm -hmm. i feel like it's really refined and really does feel a lot better because i think like in the previous games, I feel like your camera wouldn't always move with you as much as it should have. Mm -hmm. You know, I think in the third one, it feels so much better. I felt that like the first like five minutes I was playing it. Um, yeah, I think it, there's a cool dynamic too, where like we see, you know, the you know as as Ratchet and Clank go on these adventures, we see kind of like the galaxy respond to that, mm -hmm. and the public respond to that that being that clank is now like this like famous movie star and all that mm. and like you know like there's like just really really cool stuff that i think that they they you know not only showed the progression of ratchet and clank but also the world and how they've affected the galaxy as a whole i think it's i think i think it was a really really great game overall you know and honestly i was stuck a little bit on the final boss i call it a fair boss fight you know because listen end of the day i needed to upgrade my weapons that was what it was, you know, mm -hmm. and um, and, uh, you know, in the third game and up your arsenal, same way with going commando, you upgrade them by just using them more. It's a natural upgrade. Um, and I just wasn't using my arsenal to the highest degree before I got to the final boss fight. So honestly, it was it was like a little tough, but I would call it fair, you know, just that I, I should have been using more of my arsenal when I got to the final boss. Um, but I really, really enjoyed it. We watched Deadlock yesterday. Um, also like a cool story, but I, there was some gameplay in there that I'm like, okay, I definitely see why it was fine skipping this game. Yeah, it's yeah, it's an it was, arena yeah. game. It's like yeah, focused on multiplayer. And Up Your Arsenal also on the PS2 did have multiplayer. That was pretty fun. Um, I did see that. Yeah, but... I saw that in the menu. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't check it out, but I saw it. But yeah, I, saw it. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, now I'm on to the future trilogy. Very, very excited for it. Very excited. Cracking time, baby. I'm excited. That's the third one, right? Yeah. Okay. Also, Quest I'm for Booty excited. is the second one. Like, trilogy is a loose thing, because Quest for Booty is like a four-hour game. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It was yeah. a download only on the PS3. Never got a physical release. It's like, trilogy is a little bit of a stretch, but... It's more like two than like almost a bridge. Like a side DLC. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm very excited. Plus, like, I... I think these next these next Ratchet games are were developed for the PS3, yes, right? So there's yes, going to yes, be a like better gameplay, you know, just better overall. So yeah. I'm very, very excited. For that. Very uh, excited. 
Kraken Time, I think, is still the best looking one, even though the remake is good. I think Kraken Time looks the best. It's got the best art style, mm. I think. Mm. Um, I'm just hyped for that into the Nexus, man. Like, I know I showed you that thumbnail mm-hmm. I got going for that. Oh my god, dude. That thumbnail is like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. But, shot the ratchet. Well, uh, you hear about this? We got a new segment. Oh, we do? Yeah. It's called we You Hear do. About This. <laughs> um, this this guy. This freaking guy. Nintendo acquired Next Level Games. Now, if you're wondering, why is that important? Nintendo rarely acquires anybody ever. Um, they have very solid partnerships, like Bandai Namco helps with Smash Bros, and they've helped with Fire Emblem. Um, uh, Next Level Games made Luigi's Mansion 3 most recently. Uh, my favorite, they did Super Mario Strikers. Love that game. It's the Mario Soccer game on the GameCube and Wii. Uh, but they've also worked on... A lot of PlayStation stuff and Xbox releases. Like they've worked on multi-platform stuff before, and they were just a really solid partnership for Nintendo. But as we've seen a lot with the Switch, the current age of Nintendo, everything sells well. Luigi's Mansion 3, I think, has sold like nine million copies at this point. That's ridiculous for a game that I always thought was a very niche Nintendo GameCube's game, Luigi's Mansion. I think I don't have an exact number, but I I am betting that it's sold at least like four times the original GameCube copy or release. So I, I think Nintendo realized how strong Next Level is with their IP. And there were also reports that Next Level was looking for a buyer. So they probably went to Nintendo and like, hey, we're looking for a buyer. First offer, do you want us? I'm assuming that's how the deal went down. Uh, but now they have a new first-party studio. Uh, it is a their second North American studio. The other one being Retro, who did Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze, as well as Metroid Prime. Now they have two. This one's in Canada. Retro's in Texas. So mm. that happened this week. Interesting. Interesting. What is it? You, I think, quote tweeted it saying like, "What was it? Mario Strikers? Mario Strikers or, or something like that?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm unfamiliar. Dude, that game is one of the best multiplayer games that exists. It is. Word? It's like Mario with an edge. Like, like it's a soccer game, but it's like brutal. It's very violent. Like, um, right? Okay, that's a. I do, okay. Now I remember what that is. Yeah. I, just, I just forgot which game was that. Ta- okay, right. Yeah. Okay. I, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Same page. I I desperately want a new one. I doubt it would be as edgy in this current day but i i just want a new mario soccer game please so hopefully that happens um i doubt we see anything out of that this year uh because 2019 is when luigi's mansion 3 came out i don't think they'd have a new game yet um but uh i believe they might have done support work on like nino kuni or something so like whoever is in charge of nino kuni now bandai need a, they need a new team because i'm sure they're going to continue that series on ps4 and or ps5 and xbox so mm. Mm. with that though good to hear good to hear it's time for pots um pots, 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 pots. again first episode of the year we'll shout this out uh in terms of this show format wise news we're handling news differently there will be exceptions where we can talk about news on the show but the joy clicks youtube channel will have more 
news throughout the week. Um, which is why Potts, potentially at record time, 40 minutes in, 44. Definitely a record. It has to be. <laughs> I'm sure it has is. to be. It has to be. It has to be a record. So <laughs> what we're going to do for Potts, first episode of the year, we're going to go over our most anticipated games of 2021. The only rules, Indeed. we each have 10. They have to have at least a year attached right now for 2021. So as desperately as I want to have The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel as my number one most anticipated, because it is just across the board, that's the number one for everything right now. That doesn't have a date on it. So Yours is... Uh, this Wait, which one's your number one? Or Breath of the Wild 2? Breath of the Wild 2, across the board, most anticipated game. Mm. Um, okay. But we don't have a date on that. Similarly, in my like top five, three of them don't have dates. Like, uh, Elden Ring, no idea when that's coming. Wish it was this year, don't know. Um, same goes for stuff like Starfield. Starfield, I can't wait for. I'm excited to see if it's Bethesda's first new IP in 25 years. <laughs> um, I'm very, very excited to see Starfield. That doesn't have a date. While I do think all three of those games have a fair shot at hitting this year, as well as like Final Fantasy 16, if they were dated for this year, they'd probably be my top five. Um, right, right. But we don't have dates. So those were your like shout outs that don't have dates, right? Yeah, yeah. You want me to run through mine really quick? Yeah, what do you, what do you have that you think might hit this year, but there's no real saying one way or the other? Okay. Uh, okay. The ones that I think might hit this year, honestly, I think only one might. Biomutant. We haven't seen that in a very, very sure. long time. Yeah. I don't know if that's even a thing still. I just thought it looked really cool when I saw it. However long, <laughs> however years ago back, I'm still looking out for it. I think it's a THQ game. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know where that is, but oh well. You know, hope you're out there shining. Um. The uh, so Sea of Stars. The sequel to The Messenger is 2022. Want to give a nice little shout out to that. Mm -hmm. uh, the rest don't have dates, and I doubt that they're coming out 2021. Uh, Wolfenstein 3, looking out for that, you know? Mm -hmm. Does that end up being ex exclusive on Xbox? Remains to be seen, but still high for it nonetheless. Life is Strange 3 as well. Very excited to see what they do over there with that. Um, I hear good things about uh, Tell Me Why and all that good stuff um, coming out of... Uh, Oh my god. Don't nod. Thank you. God, come on, Kev. What you doing, Kev? Don't nod. Cannot wait for that as well. Um, a couple that aren't official, but heavily rumored. Sony San Diego's Uncharted. You know, yeah. looking out for that. There was some shuffling over the break. I don't know if you saw that. You know, some mm -hmm. executives left that team, I guess. I don't know. We had some dude talk to David Jaffe and say that. The project that they're working on is still is still happening mm -hmm. in spite of a few people leaving but that's obviously a concern but we'll see how that turns out uh and also guerrilla games the shooter game that is out of guerrilla games a couple things it could be it could be socom it could be Killzone. all we know is that there were some developers that were hired from the rainbow six team over at ubisoft uh, to come do work on like online leaderboards and stuff like that, and matchmaking were also in the job listings. Um, so we'll see what that turns out. I just highly doubt that there's going to be like leaderboard. I mean, I don't like. I guess those could apply to a hypothetical Horizon 
multiplayer like mm -hmm. monster hunter-esque type of mode but if you're hiring from rainbow six i think that's you know a very interesting like place to pick developers from sure you know i don't know maybe maybe that's too much but i still feel like there's something there the last one though christian i promise you this is my number one okay this is it's this is in spite of the whole 10 that we're going to go through this yes. episode. I mean, same thing. Like, I have 10. I have a number one right now. Zelda takes precedent of it. So My my number one, I swear, I'm, I would trade every... Y y mm, I would trade a lot of my top 10 for this. Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2. Oh, sure, yeah. I need that expeditiously. Like, <laughs> I need that as soon as possible. Yeah. You know, I, I, would, I, would, I would trade a lot. I would do a lot of things to get remake part two Same. and not, not even get the game christian i'm gonna keep it honest i i tweeted this yesterday legitimately i would trade a lot for just to even see like a sliver of mm -hmm. like costa del sol you know i know i know just 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 just, I... just dude just 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 give me it i might have been talking about this on a stream i don't know if i had this conversation with you but i think like in the cup next coming weeks i think we should do a, a big seven remake part two t discussion um yes. I have a feeling that's similar to 15, how 15 had a bunch of demos that were like kind of chunky. I think we could get like a a one-off bridge the gap. What's the Costa del Sol arc or something? But we can talk about if that we, a different week. I would hysterically cry if we get a oh, demo I know. this year. I know. <laughs> oh my God. Give me that, please. Um, but, uh, yeah, so definitely I'm going to say all these, you know, one through 10, we're going to go over it. In my heart, number one, that's remake part two. Okay. For sure. <laughs> so I want to lead with this one. Because originally, I had Gotham Knights as the 10, because, listen, my number 10 was originally She Dreams Elsewhere, which is a cool indie game that's coming to Switch. It's an RPG, incredible good style. I think it's a, it's like it's supposed to be about like mental health or something. Mm. It looks super cool. Like, a lot of the color schemes is like purples, blues, blacks, like neon colors. It looks really, really nice. But that game came out in 2018 for PC. It's just hitting Switch this year, I think. Mm. So I took that off. For Gotham Knights, a game that I'm not super excited for. I like the visuals a lot. Like, I like how it's really saturated DC stuff. But I that's really where the enthusiasm ends. So, I'm booting Gotham Knights for the sake of my number 10. And let me know if this is allowed, Kevin. Whatever overpriced uh, limited collection Nintendo puts out for the Zelda anniversary this year. <laughs> i think i'm gonna allow that yeah why not why not yeah. like yeah it, it yeah because that, that one, is coming that's yeah. gonna happen yeah yeah we could probably even say that in spite of there being like any leaks or whatever which i don't know if there are there's but... not but like the 25th anniversary of zelda was a big celebration the 35th anniversary of mario was last year that was a big celebration zelda turns 35 this year and there's two zelda games you can buy on the switch right now like there's gonna be a big dump this year um zelda 35 battle royale no you know what i think is gonna be the battle royale this year what's up donkey kong because it's his 40th this year mm. donkey kong i think works way better as a battle royale okay like the okay. og arcade I'm with that right yeah 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 i hear you i hear you okay um I like that and yeah Nintendo has a lot of anniversaries this year. Uh, the Zelda one, I think, is going to be the most consequential. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm assuming it's going to be... I have a theory. 
there's the people who made Ocarina of Time 3D, which was basically a pretty solid remake of Ocarina of Time for the 3DS. They did Majora 3D also, which, again, pretty solid remake of Majora. Um, they did Link's Awakening, which was rumored to start development as a 3DS game, but got ported to Switch and finished on Switch. Mm-hmm. That came out in 2019. I think the last year they've been working on porting those two 3DS remakes of Ocarina of Time and Majora to the Switch for the anniversary of this year. So I think we're going to get like a Ocarina of Time and Majora Ma- Majora's Mask 3DS remake upscale to 1080 release this year. And I think that's the collection. So I'm with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. All right. And Good to hear. similar to Mario, 90% of the enthusiasm is being able to play these games on a handheld. Yeah. That's where it comes from. So right. uh, whenever that happens, I'm in. Kevin, what is your number 10? My number 10, uh, and I share your sentiments about Gotham Knights. Yeah. You know, I just need to see more of that game. But that's a quick aside. Cyber Shadow. This game came came out of nowhere. You know, uh, it is being developed by Yacht Club Games. Um, it is a hack and slash 2D, uh, you know, sprite looking esque type of game. Think like Messenger, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Of that tone. Uh, it is the epitome of like my, you know, like when i think of like an indie game that i want to play on switch it's it's this yeah you know? this is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i i wanted to add on to worth shouting out for people that aren't aware yacht club made shovel knight kind of like the indie game that really like mm-hmm. elevated indie games for a lot of people um so same kind of expectation of art style it's like pixel based um but yeah, it looks cool because it's it's like a cyberpunky ninja game, right? Yep, yep. It looks sick. It reminds me a little bit of um. Ah, I've been I haven't talked about games in like two weeks. <laughs> Crap. Well, I know you like oh, your ninja K- games. Katana Zero. Yes. You know, again that Katana Zero vibe. Even though they did say that we're getting a sequel to that game too, haven't heard from that yet. Um, but uh, this game's coming like January twenty sixth, so we're almost two weeks away from that game. Uh, so I'll definitely be, you know, checking out, see if it is if I have time. Definitely going to carve up, you know, make some time for Cyber Shadow because uh, it looks super cool. And it's, you know, among the, like, Ghost Runner and, uh, uh, you know, those ilk that are kind of filling that cyberpunk little bit void, mm-hmm. you know, that, like, I kind of want to play cyberpunk, but I'm waiting on it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, think it, I, think it, I think it looks super cool. Very, very, very interested in that game for sure. Nice. Very nice. Um, My number nine is another indie game. Uh, This one, I think, might have been on my list last year. Or maybe two years ago. I've talked about this game a few times. Um, Yeah, actually, now that I think of it, I think this was on an XL one. I think it was the one where you said Anthem was your number one. Um, (laughs) I forgot I did that. (laughs) Skatebird. Oh, man. Skateboard. Oh, I do. I do remember. Uh, yeah. Again, it's an indie game, skateboarding based. I believe they announced it is coming to Switch. I think it should be on track for this year. Uh, basically, it's a skateboarding game where you play as little birds riding tech decks and you just like skate on pencils and books. It's cool because uh, since you're a bird, you can have some like hovers that you can work in there for really extending some combos. And. I played a lot of Tony Hawk after Black Friday. I don't know if I talked about that much with you at all, but um, yeah, 
I remember you you did mention that. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah, Tony Hawk, the remaster, great remaster, reignited my love of um, skateboarding games. Now, I've talked about you with you about this before, that there's two camps of skateboarding games. There's the Tony Hawk arcade one, and then there's Skate. Skatebird looks like it's a nice middle ground. And um, between, like, Sim, almost, I'd call Skate sort of a Skate Sim, but, like, they love the destruction of it. So, like, by the time Skate 3 came out, if you crashed, it showed you, like, an X-ray version of your skeleton to show you all the bones you would have broken. So, like... Skate winning on that skate bird, I think, is going to be sim-ish in its controls, but the added gimmick mechanic up, you're a bird, so you can flap on things and, like, extend combos, get higher air, stuff like that, so mm-hmm. looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Love to see it. What's your skate number nine? Bird. bird skate. Mine is a game that I'm looking up the developer really quick just so I don't, you know, miss out on uh, anything. But, uh, okay, Scavengers Studio, they are developing this new game called Season. We saw oh, this right. at the Game Awards. I am in love with this game right here. Mm-hmm. Now, what's a funny thing, too, is that I didn't really fully realize while we were watching Game Awards, but when I, lo- when I looked into it more, they made Darwin Project, which I played for a little bit last year. Yeah, I remember um, you talked about that yeah. on our first episode last year. Yeah, it's like... It was like this, like you know, game show battle royale type thing where, um, you know, you could be a player in the battle royale, or you can be one of the people that are voting for different elements that happen in the game. So like, you could vote on like which section of the map gets uh, annihilated or like destroyed first. Mm-hmm. You can do like different boosts to like give all characters like extra armor or etc. Like you, y- you could like tweak the battle royale game itself as a viewer of the game to make it harder for the players in the game um it didn't really take off uh i honestly thought it was a very very you know it's not like it wasn't amazing i thought it was pretty good honestly like i thought there was something there that um i thought it was at least good like it wasn't like trash or, or whatever but they are now making this game called season which is described as a third person atmospheric adventure bicycle road trip game the main thing that is going to catch everyone's eye if you go check this game out is its visuals because mm-hmm. this game looks stunning like capital s stunning it is like the i i can't get over how good this game. like it looks a little bit cell shaded but with like you know uh uh with like blurred backgrounds depth of field yeah it's lighting. like like it, it it looks super good man i i feel like the vibe it gave me was like it's like painterly but cell shaded in a way yeah you know painted painted cell shaded yeah for sure new, um, new subgenre but, yeah. <laughs> but and I correct love, me if yeah. i'm wrong isn't like a big focus of it like photography yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's super so, cool like, it, so of course i want to take pictures of this like gorgeous world that you're letting me play it absolutely mm-hmm. um and there's something about the main character as well aesthetically just looks super distinct at least i feel like i don't know like with the with the blue like i don't know if it's like a jacket around his neck or whatever or uh you know glasses bike it just it it, it it's grabbed it it grabbed my attention really hard you know and like i'm not sure what i'm looking for in, in terms of gameplay of it being like an atmospheric adventure bicycle road trip game yeah. i don't know if like it's like hub 
world where like I'm, you know, in a given open world like hub based and there's certain objectives in this hub world. I'm not sure what I'm actually gonna be doing in the game. Mm-hmm. Um there is like little bits of gameplay from what they've shown, but uh it looks great, man. Yeah. It looks it looks really, really good. Um coming out this year. I'm very, very excited for this for sure. Very nice. Definitely. It looks it looks very, very good. My number eight is the I always forget the title of it. I'm sorry. The Mass Effect Legendary Edition collection, Indeed. something like that. Indeed. Um Mass Effect I, 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. I think it's Legendary Edition, right? I think it's Legendary Edition. Um, I can I can look it up while you're talking. Mass Effect 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. Um it's in my top 20. I love that game to death. I have never played the first Mass Effect. I played half of Mass Effect 3. Uh I'm looking forward to this. I'm not expecting much. I think one is probably the one that needs the most of a touch-up because two, I think, from memory, I had very little issues with two from the way it looked to mechanics. And I think three just built off that. So I I think one is the thing that, from the conversations I've had with people, needs the most work. And it sounds like that's what they're doing, Um, at least upscaling and like new textures because one kind of looks a little grody. Uh, Two and three look about the same. I'm excited to get this because Mass Effect, I think, I, like, Bioware just needs this collection out. Like, they need it. Casey Hudson yeah. just left. Like, Anthem, I guess they're still working on the new Anthem. Dragon Age, I feel like we've gotten the same 30-second teaser, like, six times over the past four years. Mass Effect will continue, we've learned. Uh, it looks like they're picking up after three. So, um, I thought Andromeda was okay. But the last time I really sunk my teeth into a Mass Effect was 2, because I finished 2. And then I did it a bit with 3. Um, 3 had really good multiplayer, too. And I don't know if that multiplayer is carrying over into this collection. But um, mainly why I'm excited for it to come out is because Mass Effect, I think, in my opinion, is still one of the best examples of dialogue choices in games. And the Paragon Renegade good evil choices because it's still gamified in a way that's like okay this is clearly the good choice this is clearly the bad choice but i think mass effect is written well enough that that doesn't matter you know and Mm -hmm. more than anything i'm excited for the industry as a whole and just like my twitter sphere to grab this game because i follow some big mass effect fans that are way bigger fans than i am i like jack i think is on the same page as me you haven't played Mass Effect. I'm just excited for this game to come and all of us to be like going through the Shepard arc together and being like, okay, we're all playing Mass Effect 1 right now. Who, who's dying on your team? Who are you saving? What what story dialogues are you choosing? How's your character going? Are you playing male Shep? Are you playing Femme Shep? You good or bad? Like that conversation, I think because Mass Effect has been so, it feels like it's been gone for so long. I feel like this collection more than most will have a grasp on the conversation longer than most other remastered collections do, mm. which I'm excited for. On paper, I should love Mass Effect. You should. You know, so it's not on my top 10, mm-hmm. but I'm right there with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right there with you. It, yeah. It's, it's you know, long story short, Uncharted versus Mass Effect. Right. 
a GameStop employee posed that to me. He said, "Psych, you can't buy Mass Effect. You you you, you have a PS3." I'm like, "All right, cool, uncharted." But there could have been a reality if I had a 360. I could have played Mass Effect, you know. So this is the time to fill that void in, play play Mass Effect, and I think I'm gonna like it. Yeah, I think I am. We'll see. And we'll see. I, Who knows? It's funny you bring that up too, because for me, as again. Andromeda was the last new Mass Effect. For me, Mass Effect 1 is basically a new Mass Effect. Like, I made the choices in, like, a little comic they played before, too, because the PS3 could never play the original until the collection came out. Right. So, I know the big beats, but, like, Mass Effect 1 is an entirely new game for me. And I'm excited to have a new experience with Mass Effect content this year, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Your number eight? My number eight is from, uh... I think a pretty small team. Um, I'm not sure they've made a game. I'm sure they've made a game before. I just don't know personally off the top of my head. Ember Lab, they're making this game called Kena Bridge of Spirits. We saw this during the PS5, I think, showcase during the summer. I think yep. we saw this game. Um, it looks fucking beautiful. It looks like a playable Pixar game. Yeah. Like, but like actually this time, yeah. like, 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 like literally we, we say um, that every like five years is something we do, know? but this time I swear it really does look like it. Um, it has a March, 2021 release window. Okay. According to Wikipedia, we'll see if that holds. Um, but it is looking to be like a third person action adventure game. Um, you're occurring like these, oh, I forgot. I think they're called rot. You oh. like. It's the black fuzzy things yeah. in, the, in the trailer. Yeah. You like get over the course of the game, you're collecting or saving these rots from this like infection that's taken over the ecosystem or something like that. And these rots are able to help you in certain uh, puzzles and like certain, uh, I think, ways to like get to certain areas. You need rots to be able to, you know, help you with that or something like that. Um, but uh, it looks, it looks really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of it just off of looking visually i can't wait to see more of this game you know i'm i'm hoping this is one of the games that gets primarily featured like i'm not asking for like a full standalone stay of play but a good chunk of it on a stay of play in the future i would love to have just like a sit down and just mm-hmm. you know pick this uh game more it is coming out for ps4 as well mm-hmm. both last gen and current gen are going to get this game and uh it looks great yeah. It looks it looks really really good. Definitely le- definitely looking out for it. I think it might be one of the like standout indies of this game. I mean, of this year. Sure. I think it will be. Yeah, know, I so. I'm in the same boat. Like it made a really strong impression. Um, it's not on my list mainly because I I, I with you I want to see more because I think it made a strong mm-hmm. first impression. But moment to moment stuff and like the scope of it, like what the actual story is about, I really want to like learn a little more. Um, but very, very strong first impression. And that like light bow type thing? Yeah. Yeah, fire. yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks cool. Looks um, cool. My number seven, a game delayed out of 2020, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Bring that over here. Bring that over here. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this because from all accounts, we really we have one trailer and a few screenshots, but from everything I've heard about this game, uh it is basically an open world third person shooter uh new combat style like anything you know about the lego games throw that out this is like a completely ground up reinvention of the lego formula for games which 
I have some games from each of their like massive overhauls that I like, like the OG Lego Star Wars I love. Um, Lego Harry Potter was fun. The newer era Lego Marvel Super Heroes that was my first PS4 Platinum. That's a good game. Uh, obviously, I love Star Wars. Seeing all nine movies again, like having a new take on the prequels, a new take on the original trilogy with the way Lego writes their stuff, the way they act out everything. Very funny, very like slapsticky. But it's it's mainly the the ambition of it, like the ambition of the gameplay, I think. Because that trailer implies this cover shooting. Uh it implies saber combat is gonna be pretty intense compared to like how it normally has just been like hit square and then you do the whole like choreography. <laughs> um <laughs> and yeah, it's really like the perspective, the fact that I think you can hop in a ship and just fly off world and go to a different planet. Like, it seems pretty ambitious. And mm. I am itching to just see more of it and get my hands on it. And I hope it's soon. Kevin. Hello. Okay. Were you going to go. say something? Uh, yeah, I was, but you like cut out for like okay, five okay, seconds. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, oh, we just going to what happened. Um... I haven't played a Lego game since PS2 days. Mm-hmm. And it was Lego Star Wars, funny enough. So I'm excited to come back to it and see what it's like now. Um, we, and like just see it from the – well, I guess I can't really see it from the lens of an adult because it's going to be such a drastic change yeah. from like what the Lego games used to be and what even they were you know, five years ago, right. early generation of the PS4. Um, so I'm – yeah. I'm really excited. Obviously, I'm a Star Wars fan too. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see if they even sprinkle some some of the Clone Wars Rebels action in there. Yeah, you know, dude. maybe some Mando stuff, uh, dude. I, I feel like we have to. Is it possible? Yeah. Is it possible? You know, that's, are we gonna see our homie Baby Grogu? You know, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we have like not because you know how the way the original was worked out of like each episode was kind of like a chunk, and then they each had their chapters. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're, we'll get one chapter's worth of like the Siege of Mandalore. It's one chapter, but it's like that allows Ahsoka to be a character in the game as a Lego character. Mm. Uh, Solo, do the Kessel Run. That's one yes. chapter. Uh, mm. Rogue One, the end. That's one chapter. Uh, Mando, find a way to do something. That's a chapter. Like I think we won't get the full scale of like maybe like five parts for each movie but one of those that make up a movie i think will be dedicated to the side stories have they announced that like there's going to be like original things in this game that are canon like can we possibly see like spoiler alert for uh mando last episode is it too close i don't think so are we gonna see the lead up to that no no no, i don't (laughs) think so you know what i'm saying okay gotcha gotcha but i i can't wait to get my hands on so yeah uh i think you're on seven yes returnal mm-hmm. housemark coming back they're coming off of their you know arcade is dead mantra we're back let's do arcade in third person and let's see how it goes you know i'm very excited to see how this comes out it's coming out in march we're uh you know over here pretty hot we're uh it's also coming off of the destruction all-stars which is not on my list mm-hmm. but there is that uh, but Returnal, you know, I think that from what we have seen, little gameplay bits here and there, again, hoping this gets a state of play as well. Um, I think that it's going to be 
the I and like what I hope to be and and like I have said this before, but like I really hope that it's the start of the evolution of House Mark and like the and like how they view and how they develop arcade games, you know, mm-hmm. or 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 at least like you know them carrying elements of arcade games from the past that like either they've made or others have made in the past and bringing it into like a modern context, you know. I think that Re, Re- Eternal seems to be and could be the start of that, you know. We'll see how it goes. I think, I think ultimately. This is, I think, a risky game, you know? I don't think a lot of people are going to buy this game for full price. I really don't. I will, you know? But I know I'm a very few and far between person. Um, I don't know if people are going to, you know, really look at this game and want to spend $70 on it. Mm-hmm. But I hope that it has the word of mouth. And I hope that, you know, it's it's good to deserve that word of mouth as well. Because um, I think it looks re- really, really cool, really, really fast-paced from the, uh, you know, things that we've seen from it, mm-hmm. at least see uh, really vibrant, flashy colors, even though like it's a very dark environment, um, but what you're shooting out of your gun and stuff like that and uh, dash stuff in there as well. This third person, this weird story as well that you're, you know, it is also like having elements of like a, um... come on, Kev. <laughs> Groundhog um, Day type thing. Yeah. Oh my God. Hate of like a roguelike type of. Sure elements a little bit uh here and there so we'll see man we'll see we'll see now I, i'm definitely looking for this game definitely from release in march to march 22 will this game end up on playstation plus prediction yes yes it will okay oh wait wait within the first year yes probably i think for sure two years I, for sure but and maybe the first year maybe I don't ask that as like a slight to the game. I just think yeah, yeah. early, like early gen, if there's a game that's like, hey, this did all right, I feel like that makes sense to make it a plus game. I mean, hey, Resogun debuted on PS Plus. Sure. It was the first PS Plus game for uh, PS4. So, I mean, not like they're no strangers to that. Right. You know? so, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, My number six is Monster Hunter Rise. Mm, mm, okay. um i'm still not super sure on if i want to go in on it because i really love monster hunter world uh that made me a, a very big fan i put a decent amount of time into monster hunter world um and i my friend who i played it with a lot i was like hey i would love this if i could play it on a handheld and that's what rise is going to be it's going to be monster hunter post world with like the quality of life improvements of world that the other monster hunter on switch does not have um mainly streamlining the world less loading screens um easier to like navigate it's gonna have those improvements and that's why i really liked world in addition to the loop of hunting monsters and i think similar because like monster hunter was so prominent on like the psp and the ds and 3ds in japan i think it on a handheld makes sense and i'm really interested to see post world where they streamlined it you know and like had a massive success it's the best-selling capcom game what lessons they take from that and implement it into where the series existed so long which is handheld and yeah if i can get a hunting group together 
this would probably be top five. I'm just because my friend who I played World with is not super sold. I think Omar's considering it. I know you were like, maybe it sounds interesting, you know, because I know you didn't really get a solid shake at World. I really didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. Well, hey, it's oh, uh, World is in the PS5 collection, right? On um, Plus. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. And I like, like, and I still have Monster No World. Okay. Okay. Know? Okay. Like, I, yeah, I do, mm-hmm. but we'll see we'll see bro we'll mm-hmm. see maybe maybe mm-hmm. so but i am interested to see like you know to double down on like your point that you made like it having this massive success on the console standpoint but being on handhelds for the majority of its life or i think it, right? yeah there were like, well yeah i think there were some monster hunter games on ps2 the first one was on ps2 and then there were some on the, there was one on the wii um gotcha. but th- there's more handheld monster hunters than console at this point right right like it it is going to be interesting to see like what they take from world that wasn't in the handheld versions and kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, make it as close to the caliber as like world or, or surpass it, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus there's a dog okay. companion now. So that's fun. Dog and cat. You can have both. Oh, oh snap. Oh snap. There you go. We love to see it. I believe six for you. I think this is where we're going to start overlapping. Okay. I think, I think and you, you know what resident evil 8 yep on my right. list too resident evil village um i you know i started r- really liking resident evil of course re2 probably i think still my favorite resident evil so far that i played personally re3 remake it was cool wasn't my favorite um resident evil 7 definitely over re3 loved mm-hmm. re7 Oh, that that was super fun very very fun stream and um now honestly with rea i'm gonna stream it again like i'm gonna do it with you guys because like i thought it was super fun with with chat um and just a really fun game at, at its whole like i think uh you know first person i think works with resident evil it's also very interesting how like they're able to make those games work in first and third person yeah you know when like you think that like on paper it probably wouldn't work in first person but like it actually does you know and in some cases i would argue probably works better you know mm-hmm. um uh but um yeah i'm looking forward to this game i still gotta look into who the hell chris is you know i'm yeah. just excited to once again be given this very very weird eerie setting right and explore the map and just explore every room mm-hmm figure out what I can do with my uh, inventory and just have like a really, really cool experience. And that's what they've definitely proven to me time and time again, that, that like they're able to do that. So mm-hmm. very excited for RE8. Yeah, for sure. I'm on the exact same page. Um, I played to Black Friday era of 2019 into, or like December-ish, I think of 2019 into 2020. Uh, fell in love with it. It is now my number five all time love re2 to death i played it like six times last year um and then or five i think uh, and then re3 as well i really liked re3 a lot um and then the, most of the summer last year i played through every resident evil game i played code veronica like four five six seven yeah i'm so ready for eight i cannot wait um the series as a whole is now one of my favorites to the point where anytime there's a new game i'm there day one um let's go love to see you i truly cannot wait i'm interested to see where they take chris because the last time i saw chris was in six 
Um, I like following up seven in terms of the design, like you were talking about first person, uh, picking up with Mia and Ethan and hopefully like, I'm hopeful we flesh out Ethan a little more, uh, because playing through the whole series, I think as the games went on, characters were given a little more to chew on, but yeah, like the werewolves, the witches, the castles, I'm excited to see the environment more than anything. I think so. I, I really can't wait. I'm super excited for this game. Um, and I know you are not planning on playing the others at any point, but, or like not, it's not a super high priority. I would consider, because five and six are co-op, I played five and six co-op, and it made me love them. Talk to Owen. See if Owen would be down right. to play with you, because I, okay. I feel like that might make the games better. Right, right, right. We'll see. We'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, wait, there was one thing I wanted to mention. That oh, okay. Quick aside, but still Resident Evil related. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was going to play Claire's storyline in uh, RE2, of course. Mm -hmm. What happened was, I just realized this last night. Uh, I have the PSI digital edition, so even if I get the copy from my cousin, I can't play it. Oh man, but it's 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 possibly worth the re buy if it's if it's cheap enough you know yeah. but uh but yeah mm -hmm. so very excited nice very excited um okay so that was your number six correct on your yes on your number five uh my number five ratchet and clank ah okay mine is mine is also on the list mm -hmm. mine is also here um yes. i don't know how much there is to say about ratchet and clank that we haven't talked about already based on the little we've seen um to me it is still the most impressive game i've seen to sell the playstation 5 um because <clears throat> we're, we're still i i feel like it's coming out in march that's my gut feeling because we know it's 21 like i i can honestly see a world where this is ps5 only and i think it will be um Insomniac has said that. Okay. You know, they like s stuck that flag in and said 100%, you know, that it's uh, PS5 only, yeah. allegedly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, like, there could very easily be a world where, like, six months from now, it's like, it's also on PS4. <laughs> it's just a little yeah, slower. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could, I could <laughs> just a little slower. Yeah. Like, oh, man. It's, it, it's showcasing the reason why the PS5 exists, you know, like with the speeds, designing a game around the speed. Um, I'm very much interested in it. I We were not owed another Ratchet and Clank game if they ended on the reboot for a long time and just did all Spider-Man. That could have very easily been a reality. I'm just grateful we got a new Ratchet and Clank. That's not on the remake. Because, um, again, I, I feel like I've thrown some shade at the remake today. It's a good game, but the original is better. No. I, I think all the shade is worthy. Okay. If I'm being completely honest. Like, it's a 7. It's a, it's a good it's, it's a, a good fine game. yeah it's fine but in comparison to like what it's actually like trying to remake yeah. it's like dude mm -hmm. um come on now so i i'm i'm looking forward to it because remake aside the last ratchet i really really loved and i didn't play nexus the last ratchet i really really loved was kraken time and that was in 2009 so it's been a long time coming Damn. so i'm ready damn yeah uh this was do i say the ranking it's at or no 
Uh, wait until we get there in your order. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, I, I played through Ratchet and Clank. Uh, this has risen on my on my list of anticipation because definitely, you know, and maybe it's because like it's it's because I know it's pretty soon that like we're gonna be able to get this. Um, but uh, I'm just honestly really really impressed with with Ratchet and Clank as a series. Mm-hmm. I think it's very very fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it in like the modern context for sure. Yeah, you know, so. Big fan. So I believe now it's your number five. My number five. This might turn some heads, man. And and there's a reason why this is this is at number five that I'll explain. God of War Ragnarok. All right. The only reason why it's at number five is because I do not think it's coming out in 2021. I agree, yeah. and that's why it's not on my list. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it it technically counts. They said 2021, you know. Yeah. And I am anticipating this game and whoever played God of War 2018, who isn't really right, like, yeah. come on, you know? So like, th- this is definitely going to be like the early PS5, you know, bangers that I assume we will talk about until the rest of the generation for sure. But I just don't believe it's going to be 2021. And in spite of that, I'm so very excited to see where the story takes up off of 2018. Mm-hmm uh i'm excited to see what that all entails you know who you see at the end of the game you know what i'm saying i, I want to say spoilers are here on the podcast but uh it's 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 it le- it needs little words to very explain you know why one would be hyped for god with ragnarok so mm-hmm. very very looking forward to it for sure for sure nice nice Absolutely. um my number four this one i want to see what you think okay my number four is stray stray is a game that was revealed at this ps5 event that we keep bringing up it's published by annapurna i have no idea what this game is other than the trailer focused in on a cat with a backpack like a normal cat on four legs like not a not a like anthropomorph it was just a cat and like the environment it was in was in like a neon lit alley with like a bunch of shops uh the people there were all robots yeah with like screen faces and like it looked like there was like some asian influence some cyberpunk influence kind of at least at least in like the color scheming and designs of like a city street um and i think it's just a game where you play as a cat in this really interesting lo-fi world and I have no idea what the game will play like. I have no idea what we're doing. Could be a 3D open world game. Could be a 2D platformer. I don't know. But I'm very interested to see more of this game. Yeah. The, yeah, we really don't know what the hell the game no, is. No, we don't. It does look cool. But just the, does, I, does at least, yeah. the idea, potentially, of just playing a game as a cat walking through these city streets. Yeah. Please. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> So I'm with that. Why not? And let's <laughs> let's do it. You know, there's going to be some great music too. You know, Annapurna, they're putting this out. There's going to be some great music in there. Um, I laughed because I just saw a picture of the cat from Stray being held <laughs> um, by Kratos when he's holding the ashes. They put the cat in his hands and he's looking at the cat <laughs> from the Stray trailer. <laughs> but yeah, Stray, I, I'm oh, ready for more. That is also PS4 and PS5. So oh, it is on PS4. You're right. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah, so so that's gotta hit relatively soon. I bet by May 
if I had to guess. I first six months of 2021. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I feel that. My number four technically does not have 2021. However, if this game doesn't come out this year, I don't know what's what's going on, you know. And uh you 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 can paint you can paint me upset if this game doesn't come out in 2021. Talking about factions two. Okay. The Last of Us multiplayer mode. All right. Um, there's a couple ways that I think this could come out. I think it could honestly, I think it could be a free to play mode. I really think it could be. Standalone free to play. Um, the of course sequel to factions, original Last of Us multiplayer mode, cult following. A lot of people love it. We're not a big following. I'm not saying it's massive, but we're a very strong following. Uh, and I'm not even that hardcore about factions. I think like, and I mean, you're an enthusiast. I yeah, I am. I don't play it like religiously die hard, but yeah. like I am with the homies that like are fighting hard for this because I really want to see it too. Um, uh, they've only said that it's going to be uh, ambitious which is why they pushed it aside and didn't put it on the last was part two. Um, I could also very well see, Hey, last was part two remastered. It comes to factions mm-hmm. pay for it again. Yep. You know, am I going to do it? Absolutely. But you know, is that what I want them to take? Not necessarily, but it is what it is, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, I just don't see a 2021 where this game doesn't come out. Mm-hmm. Unless like something horrible has happened, but also maybe to the same level, I could see them also canceling it, low key. Yeah, but, I was listening to a podcast this morning actually, yeah. and they were like, "Hey, yeah, so like we haven't heard much from factions, right?" And I was like, "Actually, you know, what? I don't think we have. Like, there's people that have come out over the past like eight months and been like, oh, we're still working on it.' And there were the leaks, but yeah, like, yeah, there's 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 the leaks. Neil Druckmann, of course, is as in very very much hinting at it mm-hmm. with his sweets, like, "Hey, twenty twenty one." We got we got stuff to show you guys that uh, you know so like i assume he's talking about factions i don't know is he even called factions who knows right um but uh i'm excited to see what it is you know and like you know just really quick like what i hope it is i hope it's just uh you know the wlf and the scars war mm-hmm. i hope that's just what what we are doing there um and that's like what it's telling sure you know so but yeah i'm excited for it can't wait my number three is something i'm interested in again because the original in my in my top 25 i think um and i'm just kind of morbidly curious uh the wolf among us 2 the reanimation of telltale the revival of telltale recently they were like hey it's gonna be all together it's one thing one drop not episodic i love the wolf among us it is my favorite telltale game by a mile I'm infinitely grateful that they're making a second one. But considering this is the first effort back since they like, there was like a, like a B team of Telltale people finishing The Walking Dead. This is the first like, again, I see say reanimated because it's like the husk of Telltale with like new employees and maybe some returning, but a lot of them probably got other jobs. Like, I'm very interested to see what happens with this. The fact that it is a single drop instead of episodic is really interesting to me. But the main thing it is the sequel to my favorite Telltale game. Uh, there's a big cliffhanger at the end of Wolf Among Us. I'm excited to see them carry that on. And uh, it's a really good world. So I'm excited to get back to it. So Definitely. Not on the list, but I'm right with you, man. Mm-hmm. I've been... And 
I hope before Wolf Among Us 2 drops, I want to play the first one again, you know, and yeah. just go through it again. Because um, it's been a while. Um, admittedly, I'll say it. I didn't play it. I watched a Let's Play of it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is, I mean... It's, it's, it's similar, it's yeah. It's a Telltale game. So, I mean, like, you know, it's... it's For that, like, it's acceptable for me, like, in certain ways to just watch it. Um, but I loved it. Um, I think I bought it. And I just haven't played it. So, I, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, I usually replay the first one, like, maybe once a year. I don't know if I played it last year, but I definitely played it, like, pretty consecutively. Like, I remember the day they shut down, I started a new... I was like, man, pour one out. Telltale, RIP, let's play this game. So... Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a great. It's among those that, it's among those Telltale games that I want to play again. I want to check out Batman as well. Yeah, Batman's um, very good. I, I loved Tale from the Borderlands as well, but obviously, you know, we're gonna see a different Telltale. Yeah, with Wolf Among Us too. So we'll see how that goes. And honestly, I like that they're all dropping in at once. Me too, personally. I think it's way better. Like, if if we could avoid Life of Strange two, where that took, I promise you, a year and a half. No. A year and like three months to come out fully. Yeah, like that's just like too much. There's a value to episodic games that I like, but don't do it unless you have it. Like, tell me why that was like three weeks in a row, right? Yeah, like I think they should all be out within like a month, two or three months. Yeah, so a month if if we can. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, what is your number three? My number three was Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Nice. So that's where that was uh rose up the ranks a little bit you know yeah i'm looking forward to it a little bit more than factions you know um my number two again another game delayed out of 2020 uh but a game that i am actively making my way through the series no more heroes 3 Mm. um after the writing of the side spinoff game after my praise of the original one i still gotta finish that gotta finish two three is probably gonna be the best playing um i really like the scenario a lot like alien invade because i think probably spoilers for no more heroes one i'm assuming travis probably becomes number one i bet the sequel he has to defend the title and the third one i'm assuming he's just the best assassin in the world and then he's just chilling and then an alien invasion happens he's like shit now i gotta do this (laughs) i think that's it (laughs) nice so i'm looking forward to that and the little gameplay we have seen does look really cool um so that is my number two what is your number two i'm shocked you haven't you know I don't know if I'm that surprised that you have mentioned it, or maybe I am because it's probably your number one, but I don't think it is. Horizon Forbidden West. I mean, I'm shocked. I don't know if you've. I is it? I have. I have a number one, and it's the one that we repeated, and it is Resident Evil. Resident Evil Village is my number one. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I. I mean, mm -hmm. hey, I will carry that Horizon, you know, uh, uh, gauntlet. It's fine. I am excited for this game okay um now did i get a lot more excited when i did that in-depth breakdown of the trailer and saw like oh there's parts of san francisco here Mm -hmm. there's parts of vegas here you know there's like a wide part of the uh you know western side of america that i am very interested to see what they do with with horizon for the west you know are we gonna be able to uh uh you know fly those flying machines i hope are we gonna see arizona i hope there was a desert there close mm-hmm. enough you know but uh overall i'm just really like mainly i'm excited to see you know how they elevate the problems that we have that are completely valid like you have said a lot 
the traversal in horizon is far from perfect yeah you know and that is definitely apparent that's definitely something that i think will be alleviated with this game hopefully um i want to see of course it running on ps5 famously this is the supposed like latest game that is also coming on the ps4 we'll see if that holds true yeah i don't necessarily believe that at this point that it'll that it'll be the last first party game on on playstation 4 you know but we'll see how it all shakes out yeah but um i'm very excited to see like the end of zero dawn what that means you know where we're gonna go from that and we got little hints of in this game's trailer as well so really excited to see how that all takes off for sure yeah i the reasons it's not on my top 10 are basically the things you brought up like i i need to see them address the issues i think that's the biggest thing yeah like the combat in that game was excellent the world and the concept is really really cool but Mm. i think there's a lot of ways that that game can improve i think as time has gotten away from horizon the thing that stuck with me the most is the scenario and the bow combat everything else was just kind of like impressive because it was like the kill zone people made this like definitely i i I like i think after ghost and seeing an open world like that for our horizon 2 and a days gone 2 i really like they need to show me they like took the criticisms to heart and they can improve it because yeah yeah ghost as far as i'm concerned is the new bar for playstation open world um and i don't even think the original horizon comes close to what ghost did for me so i i and I wasn't even someone who played Horizon at launch. I I played it within the year, but I played it in the fall. So, like, if Horizon... And, again, like, there's that caveat of, like, it's a PS4 game as well. How compromised will... Be, like, not compromised, but, like, is it being held back from its full potential? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. there's a lot of these questions in my head right now about Horizon 2 that are preventing me from feeling, like, super excited about it. But I, yeah, I, I, I really hope it's fantastic on PS5, you Mm -hmm. know, um, I hope that like it, it, it has a reason for coming to PS5 Mm -hmm. as well as PS4, you know, I'm not asking for like a trash PS4 version. Mm -hmm. I just want an exceptional PS5 version. Exactly. Yeah. And And like like a good PS4 version. Yeah. Like how much can traversal improve if some of the traversal was limited by the hardware? You know, like if the world is so in-depth, like maybe that's probably why you can't climb on everything. You know? Yeah. Uh, The reason we couldn't fly the birds is because the hardware. Can you only fly the birds in the PS5 version? Is that something they're like actually going to work on for differences? I don't know. So like I still have a lot of questions. So that's keeping me from keeping it on the 10. Definitely yeah like and and out of like my whole top 10 like i think what's definitely for sure gonna get its own standalone like say to play um like how we got uh with uh last of part two and ghost of chushima is Mm -hmm. um horizon and ratchet you know i think those two will get their own say to plays and we'll get more info on those Mm -hmm. but we'll see we'll see so uh what's number one oh mine was village because again resident evil in my like top three favorite series ever now uh to one of my favorites of all time uh i can't wait to see the next step and the fact that i'll add this too because i wanted to bring this up earlier um yeah i i was there for the launch of re3 but that was a remake i'm excited to be there with everybody every resident evil fan experiencing a new game with new puzzles new story for the first time 
Mm. Very much looking forward to that. Mm. So, mm. Uh, what is your number one then? Look, so there's a lot of PS4 games, right? That I'm waiting for uh, uh, PS5 versions for, mm-hmm. right? Those being, of course, Horizon Zero Dawn, mm-hmm. which beyond me because there's already a pc port so like come on guys you know let's go give me that 60 frames um there's others that i'm not remembering right now off the top of my head but the number one christian final fantasy 7 remake ps5 version oh sure okay that is my number one all right because look i'm not even at listen like if i could sit them down listen i don't even really want a graphical enhancement i don't really even care about that i don't think you'll get one i think it looks beautiful i don't want that i don't need that i'll take it i don't need it what i need the most is 60 frames sure i need that game in 60 frames more than i think i needed a lot of things you know that are questionable um but uh definitely number one is that i want a reason to go back to that game not that i really need one because i've been dying to for like the longest time Mm -hmm. um but I really want an enhanced version for PS5. I just mm-hmm. look like legit. If they get to do the same treatment that they did with Ghost, Ghost got no graphical update, just 60 frames. That's I, all I want. All I, I want. I have a question. Yes, sir. Yes. One, just because I want the ridiculous title of Final Fantasy VII Remake Remastered. When is <laughs> Unreal 5 supposed to be a thing? Because the thing is, the way they talked about Unreal 5 made it seem like you could take a project in 4 and just port it in, and then it gets all the benefits with like little to no upgrades. Do you, you see are a very right. Final Fantasy 7 Remake was made on Unreal 4. Do you think that there's a world where they wait until Unreal 5 is available and then release it on Unreal 5? Because I think... I, fe- I have a feeling that the plan for 7 might be this year we just get it on PC and um, Xbox. And then maybe next year when Unreal 5 is more available, maybe we get the remaster then. I think that might I, be a realistic thing. Definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. I have an answer. Okay. According to Wikipedia, right, mm-hmm. there was a quote-unquote stable release. Oh, wait, no, that's 4.26. Never mind. So... Unreal Engine 5 is still 2021. It says it'll be available in preview in early 2021 and then full release in late 2021. Okay, so maybe I could see a world maybe also where like Epic is like, hey, do you want to be like the showpiece example of like, do you want 7 Remake to be the flagship of like, this is the potential of Unreal 5? And then like, I could see it still happen this year. But I do think because we're so close to unreal 5 and because it was such a big deal that square ditched their proprietary stuff and used unreal for seven i could see a world where they were like hey we'll do this but we want to use unreal 5 for it which again thanks to your answer could be this year still i yeah oh man i need that i need that i need that so bad Mm -hmm. but yeah yes i mean i i really hope it's like that easy you know yeah, to just I mean, turn over Tim Sweeney, you know, he was like, hey, yeah. you know what? It's easy. Sip it on a big Costco drink. It's like, it's easy. I hope so. I don't know. I, I know next to nothing about game dev, but oh, yeah. I hope it's as easy, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so. Um, those right. are almost 20 because we had a couple overlap, but are each individual 10 most anticipated games of the year. Granted, like we said, there's an asterisk here. Breath of the Wild, 
Elden Ring, God of War. We don't know what's happening with those. Um, but yeah, uh, be sure to let us know what you think. What are your most anticipated? I'm sure we missed some. I did my best to go through like all the announced things that have a, day, a year attached to them. There's a bunch of unknowns too. Like things could be announced that uh, we couldn't even see coming. But um, yeah, I think that wraps up the first games cast of 2021. Next week, we will be back with another topic. Um, and again, this was the first one back. The way Gamescast is mostly going to work now is mainly uh, games we're playing that are maybe like older games. You know, like if we're working through a backlog, we'll talk about that. And then a big POTS conversation every week. Um, so look forward to that in the future. And next week, we'll have a pretty solid topic. I, I want to try and keep the Final Fantasy VII Remake big POTS topic of like what we want from Part 2 closer to the anniversary of one year yes man yeah. i want to talk about it soon <laughs> no because i'm gonna bring notes okay right? okay okay i'm gonna have i'm gonna have notes i need i need i need prep time like batman for that sure need, okay yeah. so let's plan on that the first pots topic for gamescast this year that we have as a promise is seven remake part two hopes and dreams <laughs> yes okay yes um that's great too because now i can work in a replay but before then and i can get a replay of the og in there too so it's gonna work out God. but uh until then kevin where can listeners find you youtube.com says pleasure in source uh we are we are continuing on the ratchet and clank stream series uh we're starting with the future trilogy uh 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 this week so definitely get on that we got the a new podcast or right, next week question mark you know assets still in making i think that's going down of course, um, I'm going to focus this year a lot more on lore video, something that I wanted to do last year but didn't really uh, get a chance to do just because PS5 was right. a lot to cover, you know? So I think this year we're going to really do more of that, so expect more of that content, as well as, of course, PS5 content, PlayStation, all that good stuff. Uh, we'll still be covered on PlayStation Source to the best of my ability. Twitter, at PSSourceVids. And, yeah, that's, that's uh, pretty much it. Christian, where can people find you? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at Chun2D2, C-H-U-N, number two, D, number two. Um, Twitch account, having a lot of full playthroughs this year. Doing a KOTOR playthrough, Knights of the Old Republic. I'm playing that for the first time every Friday. So nice. I'm excited. People nice. always hype it up, so nice. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I want to check out, not to cut you off, mm -hmm. um, the uh, Force Unleashed games. I played the first. They're very similar to Old God of War. Like, very, very similar. Interesting. And I, I liked the first one. The story and character is pretty ridiculous, but I it's it was fun. Um, yeah, like I know it's not canon, but yeah. Still kind of um, uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, YouTube.com/slash/joyclicks is where you are right now if you're watching the video version. Over the next week, we will be rolling out all of our new and returning shows, like Excelsior, our Marvel show, Jedi Knights, our Star Wars show. We're going over Higher Public, the new era of Star Wars. Uh, Excelsior also is Avengers, but. Uh, dipping into WandaVision reviews, and that's going to bleed into uh, Winter Soldier as well. Um, Long Play Club, Metal Gear Solid, kicking off uh, after the next episode of Gamescast. And my first mod's coming back. Jack is playing Pokemon Emerald this year. So, got a lot coming out, a lot rolling out. Um, and this show, available on YouTube, podcast services, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, JoyClix Gamescast. Uh, anywhere you can get it. And if you want to rate a review, that helps us out keeps us going in the new year 
if you want to keep us going even further, patreon.com slash joyclicks. Uh, one, two, five dollar tiers. Get a producer credit like Aaron Easton. So thank you very much. And uh, I think that's going to do it for the first one. So until next week, it's pizza time. It's pizza time. Thank <laughs> you.